Okay. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here we are again. Yeah. So what's going on with you? You've been on the phone all day. Yeah, just for 40 minutes with insurance. Um, A 40-minute insurance call is considered all day in my book. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Yeah, and it's it's on like the heels of probably combined hours on hold with them and on mm -hmm. the phone with them trying to find anyone who understands what my question is. And I finally got sent to someone and I was, he uh, was basically like, I can't help you. And I was like, well, who can help me? And he's like, I'm that person supposed to help you. And I basically couldn't. He kept talking his way around it. And I was like, just doing the broken record approach of, okay, he's not going to do me the courtesy of just saying he doesn't know or that he can't help. He's just going to keep talking in circles. So I'll just keep rephrasing my question the exact same way. Oh, that's frustrating. Yep. And I try not to, like, I've been a customer service person before, and I try not to get mad at them, but this is just, like, bullshit. It's kind of like a game of chicken where we're both like, who's willing to waste more time? Yeah, that's not a very fun game of chicken. I've played that one before. Yeah. And I'm yeah. usually, I'm usually like, I have no job. I'm just sitting here petting my dog anyway. And so I can really stand to waste a lot of <laughs> their time. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, still not fun. And so in the end, no one could help me with anything. And I was just on hold or on the phone for 40 minutes. So it's one of those calls where you, you're going to have to do it all over again somehow? No, um, they successfully made me give up. Oh, okay. Well, good yeah. on them. Yeah. Apparently, I paid them an extra $1,000 I didn't have to, and there's no way for them to get the money back, and they're just like, oh, yeah, you didn't have to do that. Ugh, I know. Worst. I know. It's terrible. So... Oh, it's just so frustrating. Anyway, how are you? Yeah, I'm okay. I had therapy today, so I'm usually pretty ready for a nap after therapy. Oh, but, really? Um, yeah, but I'm good. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Are you up for some questions? Yeah, I think I'm up for some questions. Okay. What have you got? Um, so we have one question here that is a creative question, an artistic question. Um, how do you let go of a piece of writing or creative work in general instead of endless tinkering and editing and Enneagram type 4 spiraling? Yeah, maybe you should explain the type 4 thing because I've definitely got my opinion on the first part of the question. Okay, well, type 4 Enneagram, um, the Enneagram is like a personality test kind of thing, personality um, categorizer. And there are nine main types. Each type can have a wing to either side. So I guess that's 
quite a few more types if you include the wings. Um, anyway, type four in general, it's a creative person. It's someone who's very self-critical, who feels uh, weird and out of place a lot mm. and um, feels like they're, they're the odd person out a lot. And let's see. Uh, I wouldn't say that they're overly perfectionistic, so... What are you? Necessarily. I'm a four. I'm a four wing five. So I know the person who asked this. Okay. Who's also a type four. And um, I, at least as far as I'm concerned, like nothing I do is ever good enough for me. And so I. Mm-hmm. That tracks uh, with what I know about you. Yeah. So. Yeah, I tend to I tend to have a lot of like all or nothing feelings toward what I'm working on creatively. Either if I'm supposed to be good at it, like writing, then I mm-hmm. um I, I don't even know how to begin to describe. I mean, I think this happens to so many creative people, but um basically I'll have really high standards for myself and I won't let myself have shitty first drafts and I kind of get myself in a headspace where it's not so easy to write anymore. Um, For other things that I have no standards for that I don't expect myself to be good at, like drawing, then yeah, I can like draw anything anytime because I'm not holding myself to some standard or expecting that I'll do a good job or anything right I think it's like having received so many comments on my writing over the years uh positive things are almost harder to handle than negative things so oh that's interesting yeah yeah I wonder why that is I don't know I remember one time you were like Ups- this was years ago, a million years ago, and uh, I think I was saying something about how like I didn't want to write or didn't feel like writing or wasn't planning on writing, and you said, no, um, I was talking about not writing, and you were scandalized, and you were like you have to be a writer you have to like share your gift with the world kind of thing and yeah that that sounds like me yeah that that put that put a lot of pressure on me it felt like um and so and people have been saying that to me for ever and so it's like oh are am i going to let someone down by either writing or not writing and then of course once you do write and put it out to the world then no one likes it so well that's not true no that that's definitely not true, not true. no it's an over um, and it doesn't surprise me that i would have said that to you because i'm always being like a boorish blowhard telling people what to do 
Which is why we have this show. So. Yeah, it, which is exactly why I think I deserve to have an advice podcast for some godforsaken reason. Right. Okay, so how do you let go of a piece of creative work? How do you know it's done or how do you get yourself to the place where you're done with it? Um... I mean, for me, as far as writing goes, I would say like, have you let it linger for a while? I, I don't know. I mean, people write differently. Some people like to let things linger, have another think or two about it after it's been sitting for a month or two and see if they have anything to add or reread it. Um, I usually give it to a few friends to read and see what questions they come up with. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like everybody's process is so different. Yeah. Um, for me, I don't really, I don't really start to record the thing for good until it's, it's kind of ready. So there's, I'm not a big tinkerer. Like I don't, I sort of don't build things in the studio. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I have a really strong, even if there are a lot of other parts and things that I might not even be playing, I know what it is that I want to happen and leaving some room for experimentation, but um, it can take years to get to that point. So my kind of tinkering is on the front end where it, some man, sometimes I just got to take a year to watch like BBC News every day at five. <laughs> and then eventually I'm angry enough to write something, you know, yeah. but as far as like starting something and then, and then feeling like I need to continue tinkering with it. I don't personally have that so much because all of that process has been done. You know what? I'd really recommend this book called the artist's way. I think she has some cool things to say about that and about kind of whatever your process is and figuring that out. Cause it's, I don't really know, like if you've, if you've started something and you keep needing to like third, fourth, it almost seems like more like of a writer's thing, but I know, I know musicians who like, there's this band from the UK called The Laws and they wrote this song called There She Goes. It's a pretty famous song, a really beautiful song. And, um, there was a story I read about the guy, I think his name is Lee Mavers or something like that. The, the singer and songwriter from that band, he was never happy with that record, that first and only record they put out. He didn't ever consider it finished. And like recently, 15 or 20 years after that album came out, somebody got him to go into the studio. And the first thing he wanted to work on is recording those songs from that album like 20 years ago. Oh. Like he's, he still considers, which is considered, I don't know, like a indie Britpop classic, you know, inspired everybody from like Oasis to the Stone Roses to, I don't know, um, Ryan Adams or whoever, you know, it, it's, uh, I don't know. So he's still tinkering in his mind at least 20 years later. So I can't say that doesn't happen to musicians. Well, you mentioned 
a song being ready i guess what is the point like what is the feeling how do you know that a song is ready because i think that's the question here like how do you know you're ready to re to be done with something to release it out into the world or let it take its final form I, I, yeah that's so tough i mean that one i can't i just know when it's done <laughs> okay you know that's i don't I, I don't know how to answer that okay yeah i mean i think um i don't know many writers who have come up with like a way to tell something is done i would say there there are two ways maybe to go about it which is you're done with it which is mm -hmm. like you're so sick of working on it you don't want to work on it anymore <laughs> and then right. um and you know i i think also the concept of good enough is not used nearly as often as it should be <laughs> personally um because there's no I think you have to get rid of ideas of perfection and that you're going to make it perfect because nothing is ever perfect. So perfect doesn't mm. exist and uh, work on it until you are sick of it and put it away for a while and come back and look at it. And sometimes your first impression will be like, oh, it's not bad. Um, which is super wonderful when that happens. And so, um, yeah, that's, I would say also if, if you're getting the feeling of needing to tinker on your writing, there are so many different places you can go with that. You can take a concept or something that you still feel is nagging you in your piece and write, write. A second piece you know kind of like oh, an yeah. offshoot get all that out explore it all um so i would say yeah the feeling of needing to tinker is actually a good thing because it's generative and you can use it for a lot of stuff um knowing this person who asked the question i want them to put more of their work out into the world where mm -hmm. I can read it. And so I would just say, start putting things out that you feel fairly comfortable with, knowing that you're never gonna feel 100% comfortable. What do you think about when it comes to writing serialization? You know, like instead of I mean, they used to do this with like Dickens and stuff. Instead of it all coming out at once, it comes out in bits and it's less of an overwhelming prospect to have the big thing done. And it's just like mm -hmm. a song or a segment of the story. Yeah, I think that's, that's a great point is that maybe if you're writing personal essays and your goal is a memoir or something like that, just start with smaller pieces mm -hmm. i think that's a great way to build momentum and confidence probably too there's also it seems like there's no reason even if you did release it like that 
there's no reason it can't be collected later like you would do you know like you release a bunch of singles or eps over time and then that's collected into an album or a set of some kind like i don't i think yeah. breaking stuff down into smaller chunks in general is helped me a lot in keeping things manageable mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's a good idea of course um i have this project that i've been working on for like 20 years and um I'm <laughs> I'm definitely not breaking that down into smaller <laughs> chunks the way I should be right now. But Which project is yeah. that? Uh it's a memoir that I'm working on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm I'm really personally looking forward to reading that one. <laughs> okay. You know that though. Yeah. That's, I've already put pressure on you about that, so Oh yeah. Yeah. Are you ready for All a right. question? We got one. Yes, I am. Cool. Great. We um we got one on Instagram today. Um, cool. Sort of a lot of motivation this episode. Um, okay, how do you keep yourself motivated to keep up with mundane tasks? How do you keep yourself Ooh. motivated to keep up? with mundane tasks. Okay, so my own answer for myself mm -hmm. is that I just don't. Sure, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, I don't. And um, my answer for someone else is gonna be different. <laughs> okay, okay, good. But I just wanna put this out there as an option. Like, don't keep up with mundane tasks. Like, think about what mundane task you have, like sweeping or something and just like don't do it <laughs> not only don't do it but don't like like make sure you ban yourself from doing oh, it like you're wow, not okay. even allowed to do it like take yeah. a hard stance yeah just be like for the next like three weeks i'm not allowed to sweep huh and then see how you feel at the end of that yeah and um most people i think will feel disgusting and they'll like want to clean or fine <laughs> that doesn't happen to me yeah or they'll what? just be like huh <laughs> you yeah. know, like what or they'll just be like oh i didn't even oh, I realize forgot. like i didn't have to do this mundane task as often as i thought i did yeah yeah that's fair i've yeah i've definitely lived in apartments that i vacuumed way too often like like daily like that's just not necessary. Oh, wow. It's just no. not necessary. Um, but I would say, I mean, caffeine. Sometimes I'll <laughs> I'll just drink myself into a panic attack and just start cleaning. <laughs> that's it. Caffeine. Oh my god. Wreck your nervous <laughs> system. Get shit done, and then take a nap. <laughs> okay, that's one way. Um... Some other suggestions. Um, <laughs> if I can stop laughing about that one. I mean, I usually just go to sleep after drinking coffee. So I think I need maybe higher octane coffee of some kind. Wow. Um, okay. Anyway, yeah, like for me, there's 
a lot of people, when I ask about how to find motivation or inspiration or whatever it is that I think I need to start something with, um, a lot of people are like, oh, find something to reward yourself with, Mm -hmm. which is great if I had the self-control to wait to award myself with the thing. But instead, I just I'm kind of a eat dessert first, like if there's something good I can do for myself, why not just do that thing instead of making myself jump through hoops to get there? Right. What I'm saying is I I just, I'm terrible at treating myself like a mule that just needs a carrot in front of it. Okay. Because uh, I'll just eat the carrot instead of walking forward okay. to get the carrot. Um, but I've heard from other people sometimes that motivation works. Um, I would question those things to do the, the mundane tasks, like, yeah, I don't know, maybe figure out how often you really need to be doing them. Yeah. I feel like you're onto something with that one. I think the bigger question is what is, what is this mundane task and why does it need to be done? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm the other the other approach i've heard which is kind of the opposite is do not do not wait for motivation and don't wait for inspiration right and don't wait for like the right time just do everything anyway Mm -hmm. just literally put your body into motion and do the mundane thing even though it's never going to feel appealing or you're never going to actually want to get it done right that's the whole like you you never want to work out but you're always glad after you did thing yeah supposedly Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i do that i mean not working out obviously but like with flossing or i mean there's certain things that i just like i i've said before like i have a weird little thing on my phone that just says do these things and I check them off and then I get a little sense of satisfaction that I did them for that day. And that's a, that's a writing thing too. It's like you just show Mm -hmm. up and do the work whether you want to or not. Like it's another thing. Yeah. I keep talking about the artist pages, but that's another thing that she recommends is like, um, what does she call it? Morning pages or something. Where no matter yeah, what she calls it morning pages yeah and you just you wake up and you just write like three free form pages just to get it flowing that's been yeah that's been useful that's for not me. even oh really oh yeah yeah because i mean how it's been useful for me is i see patterns it's kind of like talking to my therapist today it's like well here we are talking about that same thing i talk about every two weeks you know, that same desire that I always come back to or, mm-hmm. and I'll, <clears throat> that'll come up in morning pages too, you know, for, for years. Oh, what's up, Stella? Yeah, she's, yeah, I, she's protecting me. Yeah, she should. Um, what's out there? I think it's another dog. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want it getting my affection, so she's warding it off. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like a jealous lover. She is, mm-hmm. yeah. 
she's the good kind though she can't read my texts or right you know tell me not to wear whatever when i'm going outside what if she could though <laughs> she, she suddenly she's like it's so important to her that she learns english just for this and she's like you're not going out dressed like that yeah uh -uh. excuse me no go back right. and try something else so you're not going out like that no yeah um, she's such a stern taskmaster. She is. Oh, that's the other idea, mm -hmm. um, which is that, like, some men, some mundane tasks I know I would like to do. Like, I know I'll feel better after I do them, and they're just so um, intimidating or overwhelming that it's very hard to get started. My therapist... <laughs> knows how much I love my animals okay and she suggested um, doing a task not for myself but for Stella my dog oh that's useful and that actually worked for for a short time I should try it again but um, but it's not like it, feed Stella it's like do something no you're no supposed to it's, do, but it's do like it for Stella it's like clean my apartment but for Stella. Okay. So I'm not I'm not cleaning it cuz I need it to be clean. I'm cleaning it so that uh Princess Stella can have the palace that she deserves Look, or she deserves you know, something yeah. like that. Yeah. She can't be living like this. You got to I mean No. This is a This is a fancy ass dog. Actually, <laughs> fancy dog. <laughs> <laughs> um this is actually maybe a good time you have a gofundme do you want to talk about it or plug it uh i could yeah i mean my my poor pupper has a tooth issue and needs surgery oral surgery and mm, it's causing her a lot of breathing problems so every night around it's some somewhere between between like 3 and 4 a.m. I wake up to the sound of her struggling to breathe mm -hmm. which is horrible because she's she's uh you know she's a wonderful dog as most dogs are but well some are real assholes let's be let's be fair oh, there are some yeah I've met some real yeah. dick motherfucker dogs out there but she is not yeah she's not she's super sweet and She's my emotional support dog. Anytime I'm like overwhelmingly upset, she knows and she'll come sit on my lap and be pet. Um, actually insist on being pet. Like I have to pay attention to her and that always gets me out of my head. So she's amazing. Um, anyway, we can't afford the surgery, but she needs the surgery. So I set up a GoFundMe. It's a very... Um, humbling experience to ask for direct monetary help from the world at large you know sure. i'm very like the world doesn't owe me a goddamn thing which it doesn't but people are just really kind and generous sometimes so yeah so i set that up cool yeah we can we can link to it i mean i think Probably anyone who listens to this probably knows me 
<laughs> like already has heard about it. But if anyone wants to throw in a couple bucks to help Stella get her surgery so she can breathe properly again, yeah, like, that would be really amazing. Yeah, I know it's I know there's a link on the Twitter and we can put a link on the Instagram as well. Okay, um, cool. It's rudderless pod if you're listening. And also this is February of 2021. So if you're listening um, 2000 <laughs> years from now, it's probably over. But thank you for considering helping. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll update it once Stella's surgery is done. So you won't be able to give money anymore. Yeah. What a scam. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. I don't know. That's not who we are. No, I mean, in a way, it seems like the whole money capitalism thing, all of it is a scam. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, sucks. Yeah. Um, On that note. Yeah. Do you have another question for us? I do. I have one more question if you're up for another question. I'm so up. All right. How do you handle a boss that's rude in meetings? I've seen it happen to others, but it's finally started happening to me. And I brought it up and she gave me a fake apology. The old, I'm sorry you're upset. Yeah. Shout out to Can the classic boss apology. Of, I'm sorry right. that you are, <laughs> you are <laughs> upset by my behavior, but not really. Right. Uh, um, I asked, I asked for more details and it sounds like, uh, the person is not a great boss in general. Clearly. They avoid problems. She leaves it up to employees to figure things out in the guise of empowering them. Mm -hmm. um, what are they? Oh, delegating. Yeah. She's a great delegator, huh? <laughs> right. And she created a survey at one point, this boss that gave four options and the question asker asked um, if they could have a space for comments and the boss said don't write a dissertation I don't have time for comments <laughs> so oh wait so uh, they said wait so they said can we have comments yeah and the boss said yeah but don't have comments yeah. Yeah. Huh. And then don't write a dissertation. <laughs> yeah. I would love it if someone actually wrote a dissertation and posted oh, it in yeah. the comment box. Uploaded that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here's 400 pages on. Yeah. Um, it would be using lost. Like th three different languages. It, it would be yeah. lost on that person, unfortunately. It would, sadly. So this boss also has a tone of voice that's often gruff and abrasive. Uh, she even emails in all caps sometimes and not in an I'm so excited kind of way, mm. in the yelling kind of way. Sure. So what to do, this person is asking, should they just let it go? I mean, yeah, um, I mean, kind of. Yeah, like it... Because I'm thinking, this is a very context-heavy question because 
you have a few options. You can actually let it go. You can supposedly let it go and still resent mm -hmm. it. You can accept it, it, which is maybe a way of letting it go, except that this person has like behavioral limitations that make them only be an asshole all the time. Um, you could look at your other job options. Mm -hmm. They sound like kind of a shitty boss and like they're not willing to take any feedback or able to hear actual feedback that they don't want to improve on anything and so you could try to get them fired that might be fun yeah <clears throat> i don't think that i would devote that much energy to it to to it in that case i mean to me it just sounds like you work for someone else and that's always yeah. gonna suck and be a crapshoot as far as what sort of person you work for to where yeah. it's way more remarkable or it would be way more remarkable for you to love your boss and think that they were great and want to be their best friend and um Definitely. it's kind of a boss's job to be an asshole unfortunately that's the way it works here i don't know how, how it works in denmark it's probably perfect but but i'm assuming this person is is a uh, Stateside is yeah, yeah Texas yeah oh hell Texas. yeah I mean come on yeah it's just I mean what are you gonna do you can get a different job you're not gonna like change that person yeah it, it's I I disagree I disagree with you that it's a boss's job to be an asshole like I think uh, many jobs are you're some people are capable of doing many jobs without being an asshole, but some people are just assholes and they bring it to whatever job they're in. So, and those are usually, um, managers often have a strong overlap with assholes. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it attracts, I, it's like a politician, like what kind of person wants to be a politician? It's kind of like, what kind of person wants to be a boss? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have a lot of a lot more to say about that. It's working for somebody sucks. I agree with you though. I don't see this boss changing like you you already tried to bring it up with them and they just did some kind of denial move. Yeah. So uh yeah, it really I guess it depends on like how much it really bothers you. If you're able to let it go, I would just write them off as an asshole that, and expect that they're going to act like an asshole. And then when they do, you can just be like, oh, yeah, there's that asshole again. Yeah. That's how I might handle it personally. Um, can we? Or you can go to that person's boss and just be like this person's attitude is negative and it's like running us all down and uh here are a whole bunch of examples and here are like everyone else on the team who agrees with the statement and yeah 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 there's something yeah, to be said for if, if you're if you have to stay if you're going to stay for fighting to make it better mm -hmm. i can be on board with that Still is on board with that, I think. Yeah. Oh. oh sorry. Oh. 
Okay, I think she's done barking. I like it when Maybe. she barks. She's like our special okay. guest. She is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, well, I think that's it for today. I would love to know how our advice hits people. Like, do they like it? Do they disagree? Mm -hmm. Do do people have feedback for us? Um, I also, oh, I wanted to mention, I did go over the answers that uh, Carolyn Hacks gave oh, in her column, yeah, yeah. which we answered. In yeah, the last episode. And, in the last episode, yeah. And I have to say, I think our answers were better in mm, some cases. Really? Along the same lines, but ours were more careful and thoughtful. So Okay. Amazing. Interesting. Yeah. There's somebody else that I sent you who, um, who's doing advice online, and I thought compared to that person, we were doing an okay job. So, yeah, I'm very much into hearing from people too, not just your questions, but what you think. And uh, yeah, we are we're on social at Virgilist Pod now everywhere. So Instagram's still the best place to find us. You can send us your questions there. Um, anything else? Uh, no. Well, I know a lot of people are without power right now mm. in the U.S. or at least in Texas, and they're quite unused to it. And I just, you know, hope that everyone is safe and that our 17 listeners are warm. And if you are warm and you do have power, then... Uh, maybe something to do as you as you uh, listen to the end of this is just go to iTunes and give us a rating and maybe a review. Yeah, that would be excellent. What a that what a great thing us. to do when you're snowbound and icebound in this February. Yes. Yes. We'd appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, good talking to you. Yeah, you too. I'll talk to you later.